The Grim Reaper Gamers are a 25 and older video game community with members spanning the globe, playing games across all genres and platforms. Bring your thick skin, drink of choice, and grab your controllers. GRG members are on nightly with official community nights every Wednesday. And now, it's time for the, the ReaperCast. Reaper Hello and welcome to the 161st episode of the ReaperCast. My name is Jack and I'll be your host for this episode. You may also know me as the head grumpkin in charge of the Grim Reaper Gamers, Lala Calamari. And tonight we'll be discussing the latest Destiny, Battlefield 2042, and Halo Infinite news, as well as covering the Overwatch character name change. And we'll finally wrap the show up with some TV and movie talk. And with that, let's get on with the show, introduce the guests I'll be on. First up, as always, we have Solus Grim. Welcome back. How you doing? What you drinking? And what you playing? Hello. I am back. I don't know why, but I am here. Let's see. I'm drinking root beer because I don't want to drink. And I am playing... I've played a little bit of Splitgate, several different PC games, and then like this new game called Craftopia came out on xbox and it's on game pass so i've been playing it for the past couple days pretty pretty hard because it's a lot of fun it's like a fantasy rpg open world building game yeah i saw you were on that the uh earlier today yeah and the reason you come back is because you pay you so well you don't pay me shit oh whoops <laughs> Yeah, whoops my ass. <laughs> Whatever. All right, we also have another guest. Valiant Victory is returning to the re- returning back to the podcast. Let me spit that out, right? How you doing? What you drinking? And what's Destiny Land like? Uh, lots going on in Destiny right now, and obviously that's why I'm back. Um, today I am trying to burn through my collection of Sam summer ale i have four of those left and i'm sure i can get through those by the end of the podcast here so that's uh that's what i'll be consuming tonight while we talk about destiny and other fun stuff sounds good uh and once again my name is jack uh, lala calamari and i'm playing the same old same old nothing new there eso and call of duty uh i wish new games came out I am drinking, though, some Brooklyn Brewery Oktoberfest. Very good. I really, really like this one uh, for an Oktoberfest. So if you're into Oktoberfest beers, uh, check it out if it's in your area, the Brooklyn Brewery Oktoberfest. Enough about that. Let's get on to the non-rant for the episode. We're not going to be doing a rant this time because, hey, I've been off for two weeks on vacation. I sent my kids off to college. Um and it's been Labor Day weekend, so hey, it's been pretty easy living. So I have nothing to bitch about at the moment. Don't worry, I will have something next episode. But this episode, no. Hey, let's let's go so, easy. So you're happy. So you're happy. So no rant. Never happy. I mean, come on, it's Grumpkin. You know, there's always something. But we're gonna take the uh, the rant off this episode. There's no no gaming issues. Let's just say that. Other than the fact that I'm just bored out of my fucking mind playing the games I'm playing. We'll take the win. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, well, let's get along with the Gaming Geek news. Up first, there is some Destiny news, and Valiant has all the information on that. I see we have uh, Witch Queen, and that's the, uh, with the new expansion coming out. It's true, yes. Uh, we have a new annual expansion coming out in February, and of course, Bungie, with their dates, has made it to 22 because, you know, they have to have a bunch of numbers line up or some kind of crap like that. It's interesting, uh, you know, by most of the accounts and uh, Vidoc and all that stuff, it's going to be the, what they're suggesting is it's going to be the biggest, most ambitious expansion yet. Meaning, if you've been a Destiny player for many years and, and you think back to Destiny 1 and how the Taken King changed the game, they're saying this is going to do that to Destiny 2. This will be the the biggest, most game-changing expansion yet. So, again, there's uh, the hype machine is in and is going uh, full steam. You know, Um. (laughs) you say expansion, like because I I I play ESO and they always have a a big yearly expansion. It's usually massive, whole new area and stuff like that. Uh, And then they have like little updates throughout the year. Like, is this going to be like a full on uh, separate purchase, like a fifty dollar add on to the game, or yes. So this is a, if you were to just buy the thing um, without the season, you're looking at a 50 or $60 investment. I think it's more than that if you buy the, like, the season pass. The collector's edition is uh, 100 bucks, And if you get the collector's edition, or I'm sorry, the, the digital deluxe is 100 bucks. If you get the collector's edition, it's 250 And that includes oh, the seasons and all the shit. So two, did you get two, that? I did. <laughs> Shh, don't tell my wife don't tell my wife um <laughs> so yeah so yeah it, it, it um yeah i know but the season pass i think is like 20 or 30 bucks for the year i think it is it's like 30 bucks you get um if you buy the seasons individually they're 10 bucks if you buy all four seasons it's 30 bucks right you buy it at once and then i think that the annual is like uh, fifty dollars, so you could be, spend eighty bucks. So I'm just a little bit more than that, and I got the cool like stuff, like uh, not just the digital stuff. I got the like the stuff stuff. So what that is, so I have to skip ahead, or I have to kind of give you the the other bullet points before I can tell you what some of the things are. The two big things that they're adding that are kind of big for gameplay is there's another thing to like work on like you know we we grind this game like that anything any rpg based stuff you like grind on things right well now they have a full-on weapon crafting system they're adding to the game it's not like you go and do a bounty and you get a weapon it's a you do this to get this weapon part that you can do to put with another weapon part like if you're you know how you do stuff in eso lala yeah like that yeah it's that you want to get this weapon built this way that's what they're doing. So there's some exotic stuff that you do that way, and then there's some legit other just weapons where you put stuff together. So that's a big, that's a big, 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 big ambitious thing that's going to change the way we play permanently. The other thing that relates to what I'm getting when I buy this $250 stupid thing, and looking over my shoulder, there are Hive Guardians being added. So like, does that mean I can play as, as the Hive? No, it means that when you kill one of these fuckers, they can res with their Hive fucking ghost. And now 
I'm fighting an enemy and they can like live forever. Awesome. Oh, that's fun, right? That can get old real quick. So it has to be done. I'm sure they'll do it in a good way. Like, you're going to have to kill their ghosts or something. But they have legit hive ghosts that res fucking knights. That's crazy, right? Wow. Yeah. So that, I think, could be a fun thing. I think, like, the the what made the Taken King work was, like, that whole hive and Taken, all that stuff, that creepy, weird shit made it fun. I think adding this where... Um, what we're learning, the, the big bad in this is Savathun, at least what we think it is. That's the Witch Queen. She's been able to use the light, just like we've, in, in this last year, have gotten the dark. She, uh, you know, finger quotes bad guy, has gotten access to the light and is using that to make Hive Guardians. So that's going to be the pretty... Those two things alone are huge for, you know, changing the game. And what comes with this collector's edition that I, I think I'm part of the reason I got it is there's a a replica hive ghost. I got to get myself one of those. So that's partly why I did it. Oh, God. <laughs> so like, you know, how you have your ghost and it's cute and it's yeah. this little thing, whatever. Well, there's hive ghosts. And so I'm like, all right, I got to get myself one of those. And again, the other bit of news is that 222 being, you know, or six months away. And the last season just started two weeks ago. That gives us about six months of no content. And so when they released this Vidoc, like about, a, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, actually two weeks ago, they said, hey, look, you know, um, we understand that this is going to be a really long season. So what we've done is there's basically a, a special 30th anniversary season that you can buy, yeah, of course. This season will drop in December around Christmas time. And we believe there'll be enough content to get you through to February, which is kind of good. So instead of us having six months with no content, we have three months of stuffed content for this season, a special 30th anniversary season, which has, we think, references to all the old games and cool collectible Easter egg bullshit in the game. And uh, that is something that I think will keep us busy from December until February to kind of plug that hole of content drought. But I'm going to, I'll give you a, uh, a teaser. If there's some huge, like major thing that's in, that they're bringing back to destiny two, that was in destiny one. Can you, can you guess what that huge thing could be? Gallahorn. It is correct. They're bringing Gallahorn. <laughs> I knew I saw in your notes here, huge exotic coming back. And I'm like, Hmm, what could that could be? It be? Yeah. So in that 30th anniversary season, you know, weapon crafting doesn't start till the following season, but in that season, there'll be a way to to earn it, get it, find it. But I think the reason why it's going to be a three month season is because it's going to be not easy to get, but it's in there. You know what? Since it's coming in uh, February, maybe maybe I'll uh, I'll check it out because by then I'll be looking for something new to play after Halo. After Halo and, and Call of Duty Battlefield, um, I think my time in ESO is winding down where I'm almost ready for a break for a bit. Yeah, it's good timing. Um, I really like the way they're trying to go with some of these things, but in many ways, the weapon crafting and like the whole RPG elements, it's almost like too much work. I want to just go and just run shit, but now it's like, okay, we got to change this mod or do this. 
So I'm hoping mm-hmm. that that they can find a way to make the, some of these things easier to do. So being like I can just say optimize or something because it's getting to be it's getting to be a little more a little too much RPG. Where like okay, I want to oh I got to put this thing on because I'm void and I got to do this and I got to do that. Like there's legit YouTube videos to do builds. And again, I think they're they're trying to embrace this RPG thing. But I think a lot of people like me play Destiny because I want to be able to just plug and go. It's a fine line they're walking between the uh, the light casual MMO game they have now versus the feature creep and, and expanding into a full fledged MMO, full fledged RPG. So I think a lot of people enjoy Destiny because it's it's a little bit more casual versus like a, that that harder core rpg and right i gotta have the this specific thing to do that specific thing with this specific thing on that thing you know like oh uh, well, i remember the uh the, what was those mods where you have to shoot like what was it, the powered guys or I'm, yep. I'm, i forget yep. it no no the the champions they're called yep yeah and it was just uh th- that was so annoying i'm like i don't feel like equipping this that or having multiples of the same gun so i can just swap oh what a pain in the ass i'm lazy like that i just want my one build and i want to go and shoot things in the face like, are, are we looking at a whole new, I guess, planet or however yes. they do it there's now? A, there's two mm-hmm. new, we, we think there's a returning destination, which there's no confirmation of a returning destination other than a returning raid. So there's going to be a new raid. Um, they've got three dungeons that are kind of in queue. We don't know when they're all going to drop. There's one that's going to drop with the 30th anniversary edition. Um, you know, the, the talk of what all the fucking people like me want to see is crow to come back as a dungeon but they'll never do that so there's three dungeons which think of them like as mini raids because you can do it with three man as opposed to six and a new new raid and a returning raid which we all think is most likely uh the hint that we got is obviously there are um there's only three raids that haven't made it back into destiny 2 um from destiny 1 and it will not be a short raid, they said. So that leaves Wrath of the Machine and um, King's Fall. And we all think it's going to be King's Fall because it's Hive, right? Hive and Taken. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it kind of fits the theme. So who the, who the fuck knows what it really is, but that's what, you know, the, the community thinks. I enjoyed King's Fall. I, I could actually do it, and I could be one of the runners going up the thing uh, in between having seizures because things were going, you know, flashing like crazy. But... Um, that was the one with the sisters, right? The, yeah, the, yep, yeah, the, the two, you get to the and, sisters, and, and it has the ogre is the encounter before yeah. that, and then um, the one after is you know the basically two phases of oryx, you know the big oryx, right? And, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's a you know I I think that was the last of the integrated raids, right? So remember the first one you know you were just on venus and you could hop into it the same thing you could just kind of hop into that raid right from you know public space yes. so after that you have to kind of go from orbit or go from the director um all the including um the wrath of the machine and now in destiny 2 that's true where i think that the integrated raids kind of have a cool feature where it's like wait a minute there's a space where i can't get into it unless i have six people and i don't know it's kind of a cool kind of a cool callback to that but i always like the uh, vault of glass because when you first had to start it you started out in the open world mm-hmm. and you'd get people coming in just random people trying to help out like hey you know they're doing it and, and that first part <laughs> yeah i like that because it's kind of like an open world event that's going on and 
And if, you know, I'm, I'm in that area and I see it going on, I would run over and help and just, why not? It was just something fun. Well, it's in the game right now. Um, you know, Vault of Glass, if you ever want to try to get the character back, kind of back in rotation, or if you come back next year and, and get your stuff brought up to level, you could run that because that one's still open. They're not taking it back. They're not kind of removing it. So Vault Rumor of Glass, has it you kicked me out of the, uh, the Destiny clan. So Yeah, I, I tried, but for some reason, the, you can't kick the founder out unless they resign. So i think it's grex is the founder so i think i'm good to go you could just boot me like crazy no you're the founder uh, in this one i think it was uh oh, okay. one of our former members founder in the other one okay um yeah we had so many because is that anything they'll ever address is is the 100 player limit for for a clan no i think it's because they want to they they you could have different sizes and if let's say you had somebody that with a huge following and they had a thousand people and somebody else has a hundred people, it becomes um, unwieldy to manage the thousand person one. So they like, you know, you want to have six different ones, then that's fine. You can have a leader for each one of them. And we have one person to go through and whatever. So th- there seems to be some stuff on the forums on, on their, um, you know, the Bungie forums, but it's amazing. They don't, they do a lot of their talking through the Twitter these days, but there is some stuff on the forums about why they like the the hundred percent one, but I guess the other you know news that I you know I didn't put out there is crossplay is active for the past two weeks, so that means I've been playing you know Bungie P or Bungie people. We create a Bungie name and that grows across all three platforms. So you know I've been in parties and um, we just had Iron Banner. I've been I played with against PlayStation people. I played against PC people. Um, it's full crossplay now. How does that work in with crossplay and, and PvP? Um, if you're in um, a party or you, there's some way that somebody slips in. I forget how it is. If if somebody, if you're in with a PC person, you're going to crossplay against PC people. But if you're all Xbox people, like we were, we've been running the last few times, six people, six Xbox people will only run against either other Xbox people. And I've seen some slip in that are like. Um, playstation but no stadia and no xbox for some reason or no um pc for some reason and i think that's intentional i think they're intentionally not pulling the pc in but i whenever i'm playing against pc people it's obvious because they can do like 180s there's all kinds of shit that like oh my god uh, mouse and keyboard is op all about that with with call of duty and my, i guess my final question for this would be um does bungie and destiny have an actual anti uh, cheat system they instituted it they they went to and i forget the name of it there's actually an anti-cheat software that they've integrated on the pc side and oh my god there's like the the people are saying that it's you know unfair and then they're, they're banning people that they shouldn't but i like you know what i'll let the ban hammer go and see what happens yeah. but it seems like there's a lot of people complaining that it's too much like people like wait i didn't but the big thing they're doing on platforms is is recovery. So that's where you, you have somebody else log in and they have a way of tracking that. Like if you're logging in and you see, you know, it's like your IP address is in New York. Somebody logs in and your character does a bunch of stuff and then it goes back to New York. Those are recoveries. And they're killing that shit. Yeah, with with uh, Call of Duty, um, the cheating going on in there, it's horrendous. It's It's so brutal. And they always talk about, you know, banning all these like 60,000 people, but they just instantly create new accounts and hop right in. It's it's pointless. And you'll see people, 
aim bots, uh, wall hacks. Uh, they shoot through walls. Um, now there's a speed glitch where they run around the map like the Flash. I mean, it's it's so crazy. I've I've seen it like in in um, multiplayer. I was playing the other day trying to level up a gun. The guy is running around to play the game, and he's shooting five people in a row, and his crosshairs immediately locked on people, shoots them to their dead, moves to the next person, shoots them to their dead. And they're like, it's so fast. There's no possible, possible way that he's able to do this on his own. It's, it's so blatant. It's, it's out of control. I, I don't know. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Um, uh, yeah. The name of the, the uh, anti-cheat system is battle. Eye. it's a, it's a third party okay. system that they're using. Um, so that's, I think that's really good. The other thing is, that um you know the free-to-play stuff definitely is affected bungie because like you said somebody can you know hop into destiny and they have a free account they get banned they just create another one well part of the thing is they have some ip blah 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 they can track people and uh the other thing is they're causing they're saying for trials you have to have own a season pass so that means as long as they're willing to buy a season pass every time they get banned I guess that's fine. Oh, yeah. But I they're think like, sure, we'll keep buying it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you think of it, like, that's that's $10 every time you get banned. Yeah. Ban, ban, ban. And the the way this stuff works is that, like, somebody's, I mean, there's lists of, like, I think the, the first day or whatever, last two weeks ago, Tuesday, um, there was, like, hundreds of people automatically banned. Just boom. So now you get cross-play and you're playing with different people. How does voice chat work? Is there in-game voice chat with, with Destiny? I forget. So... There's two different ways, and a friend of mine just told me last t- Tuesday, what today's Monday, so um, you know, last week the new Bungie version of a um, a communication system went live, and that's supposed to be a new in-game you know chat that's just on your between your your Bungie friends. So you have this Bungie name, and you have these Bungie friends, and you go into like in theory a Bungie voice room um, that goes across everything should be the new thing that they were just telling me about, I think, today or yesterday. Haven't seen it, haven't done it, don't know anything. But there's the Xbox app that you can load on a PC and Stadia, but it doesn't work on PlayStation. So what you do is like yeah, you load up this say. app. You load up the app and you can just you know have the app on your PC and that's what you use for the comm. So instead of like how we join Discord, we just don't join the um that app and use that for comms and as a matter of fact we were gaming with i did it with two different people over the past week during iron banner and i didn't know they were on pc until i'm like one of them's like just so you know we're gonna be matching against pc people blah blah blah. i'm like what do you mean and you know just normal ass kicking like that's been happening for for a while now and i'm like damn i got like man i was getting destroyed and he's like, well you know we are and i looked at the list they were all pc people because he was oh. in the party and he's on pc and i didn't even know because the, the comms were so clear it was perfect yeah and he was in the in the app so i'm like all right all right well it's good to know that it, it's a thing and it works and you know you know i think that crossplay for you know if we want to get a raid together and i can bring everybody in that's awesome you know obviously um when we go to trials or or Iron Banner, ugh, I'd like to avoid the PC. Friends, <laughs> no offense, um, just because I don't want to get matched. I mean, it's bad enough getting matched against people with controllers, but mouse and keyboard, clear advantage. Yeah. All right. Cool. Sounds good. So I think that's good news. You know, I'd love to see some more people come back. You know, we're we're obviously always managing the the clan, and we have, 
you know, somewhere between 60 and 80 members active right now, but we always have, you know, people joining and coming, you know, if we, if we get to that hundred limit again, we'll revisit, you know, we'll figure out what happens if another 40 people come back here between, you know, now and February. And just uh, for anybody that's, you know, been removed, just, just hit value up again on re-edges. Sometimes you just have to clean house to make space. And if you're, if you're not playing, taking a break, it's just easier to. Yep. Just got two people added back yesterday. Yep. Yeah. It's nothing done out of spite or anger. It's just done the clear space. Except for you. I tried to get you out, but, you know, yeah. wouldn't let me. I'm sure. Well, you should talk to Grex. I'm sure he would have figured a way. He's a bastard like that. All righty. Sounds good. All right. Moving maybe uh, maybe I'll, I'll break out the MLG uh, Hunter someday and show you guys how to actually PvP. Po show. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to tell you guys, I, I bought a uh, new toy. Did you now? Yeah. Yes, I did. So my uh, my controller started going. The uh, right thumbstick all of a sudden shoots up like to the to the sky. Like oh, you bought the leak. I did. I splurged. Good for <laughs> you. Like Good for you. I love that fucking thing. Best Buy had it on sale for one sixty, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna spend sixty plus dollars for a controller anyway. Might as well add a hundred dollars to it. Why not? Hey, <laughs> that sounds so reasonable the way you put it. In, in my mind, it, that re- logic worked, that reasoning worked, and I came home with one. <laughs> it's one of those things where um, I've had a client tell me the same thing that you'll spend extra money on something, whether it's 100% functional or not, because it's awesome, as opposed to like the thing that's 100% but basic. We just don't, yes. we don't do it. And I, I, I think about that objectively, and it's crazy. But it seems like you and I both do it. Like. <laughs> you know what? Here's here's the deal. Like, I love the trigger stops. So before in the old joysticks, I could put on, uh, there's a company called Bionic, and they'd sell these quick stops, and you'd be able to snap it in place. You'd pull like mm-hmm. the little handles off and snap them in. And I used to love them. Well, they don't make them for the new controller size, the new Xbox Series X controller. So I'm like, great. I'm going to have to go track down an old controller and whatever. No, I'm just going to get it. So... It's awesome. I think it's great. I only have one issue with it, and I think the um, like the grip. I wish it was a little grippier. Like it feels like it can be a little slick. And I don't know if that's something that wears in every time. I don't know. I've noticed the same thing on mine, which I haven't used it in a while. But like it's right next to me. But it does feel, yeah, not like it doesn't grab. It feels like your fingers float over it more than the other one. Yeah, I, I feel like I slide sometimes, and that, that's my biggest issue with it. Um, I do have two of the paddles. I'm using the first two paddles. I'm not using the bottom paddles because I can't comprehend stuff like that. I'm an old gamer, and I'm set in my ways. Leave me alone. Let me go yell at the goddamn sky. <laughs> um, so I do use the two, uh, A and B, and I'm using those. I use just one, and it's the I map the run button to the one so I can one- hand my controller so i can like use like let's say i'm you know have a drink in the in my right hand i can use the thumbstick and i can push the run button with the under paddle so i get one-handed controller yeah (laughs) so oh my god i'm so lazy i can't use both hands on the controller yeah i I couldn't help it i you know congratulations man that's i think you'll like it it's one of those things we'll pay it's not we're not paying for quality we're paying for cool right It, it totally is a thing. Yes, yeah, so I did break down. It's it's a bit of an expense, but 
You know what pissed me off? My kid was trying to like uh, hit us up to buy some sneakers. He's down in Florida, Daytona, and he wants high top sneakers, and they're like the ugliest fucking sneakers, and they're like two hundred dollars. I'm like, no, fuck you. I'm getting myself something. <laughs> like it's like you have like fifteen shoes down there. Screw you. I'm getting myself sho- something. I'm buying myself a toy. I'm getting myself shoes. I, yeah, I don't have shoes. You kidding me? I I, I go up to I go to work. I walk to work. Both ways uphill, glass, barefoot, all that shit, right? What is that what oh, the parents say? Anyway, anyway, let's get into uh, some Battlefield news. The beta has been pushed back. The beta was actually supposed to happen today, uh, Monday the 6th, and it has been pushed back to the 22nd with no reason for the delay. So there's, if you were looking to do the, ba- the beta for Battlefield 2042, you're going to have to wait a couple more weeks. Which sucks. I just pre-ordered it thinking I'd get early access to the beta, and now I don't have it. <laughs> have you pre-ordered it yet, uh, Solus? Uh, well, no. I don't know Are why. I'm gonna get it. I mean, that's a definite gonna get. I don't. I don't know. I in my mind, it's still so far off that it, I haven't had a reason to even think about pre-ordering it because I mean, I am. But now that I think about it, it is September. Supposedly it's supposed to come out couple months yeah it's coming out the release date is october 22nd so i don't know if that's old news or not i've been away on vacation well that's why i said a couple months because i'm expecting another delay oh i hope not oh i'll scream uh i've got craftopia so we're good there you go (laughs) craftopia topia there you go it sounds like a grg event crapping uh glory holes uh anyway um they also released a specialist gameplay video, and basically this is following the predecessors. Battlefield 2042 will once again feature specialists or classes that we've kind of grown accustomed to. Uh, they're basically the same thing we've always seen in any Battlefield title, but they got a few new tricks up their sleeves. Uh, the first one would be the Assault. This is basically your running gun class. It's very fast moving. He has a grapple hook, he, she, I guess, whatever you identify as. And it looks like they can shoot while ziplining. They they made a point to show that. So I don't know if this is an assault-only feature or all the classes can do it. But I'm assuming it's an assault class thing. So he's ziplining down a, a thing. He can shoot enemies. Uh, there's the support class, and that's basically your medic. They have a pistol that shoots healing darts and also has a defib. So it's basically your standard medic, but you see you can heal someone at a distance. Engineer, he he has a sentry system, a sentry gun, basically. And when you stand near it, it does more damage. It's more efficient. It sounds so exciting to me. I don't know. Uh, Finally, the recon class, which would be the sniper, has a recon drone very similar to the one in Call of Duty. And if it'll fly around, it also he also has a movement sensor, so he can detect if somebody's sneaking up on him. You know, protect himself. I guess I don't. I was trying to watch how this alerted the person, but I couldn't figure it out in the video they showed. I must not be seeing the right thing. But then again, I'm old and have bad eyes. Pretty standard for Battlefield. Full new modern features, but that's about it. And then finally, there is some uh, sad news in the Battlefield world. Uh, Voice actor Michael K. Williams has died at the age of 54, and they believe it to be a drug overdose. 
Uh, he was doing some of the voice acting for the uh, for Battlefield 2042. He was in a uh, little short video they had. He's also an amazing actor from great shows such as The Wire. He plays Omar. Everybody knows Omar. Omar Common. Yeah, o- Omar was was one of the like standout like roles in that show. Like he just transcended like all the other things that they were that goings on or whatever. Like Omar was like a, a wild card, and I like that about him. Yeah, and uh, that's sad. I'll I'll miss him. I think he's a good guy. I I think he was a great actor. He played Chalky White in Boardwalk Empire. Have you ever watched Boardwalk Empire? No, but I watched Lovecraft Country, and he was the um the uncle, I guess the 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 dad uncle character in it, depending on which character you know you're going from. Yeah, he just. Passed away. They found him in uh, in New York in his apartment. Yeah, bummer. Because I, I mean, I guess that's how it goes. That yeah, uh, that's too bad. Yep, 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 yep. All right, uh, let's move along. Um, we have some Halo Infinite news. And before we get into the Halo stuff, uh, I, I got to ask Valiant. I got to ask you a question. Will you play Halo Infinite? And if so, will you play the campaign? Will you play multiplayer? I'll definitely play, play the the campaign. It's in fucking. Uh, it's going to be in the uh, Game Pass. Yes, so that's amazing. Like I, I got the whole Halo thing. I'll definitely play through that. And there's co-op and stuff. And you know, my peeps will play. You know, I've got friends that are Destiny only, kind of like me, that will only play that. But yeah, I'll play that. I'll play the shit out of it. And you know, if we have you know, events, Destiny, or I'm sorry, Destiny events, public or GRG events, you know, I'm certainly, we'll go over and do that and it'll be fun. Oh, you have to come over for a few matches. You know what we do? We'll build a, a Destiny group versus a, like a Battlefield group or something like that. Oh, we should be able there you to, go. We should be able to do big teams, right? I think they used we to could, have big yeah. teams. Oh, we can set, set up for three teams. So we can have those two groups and then we can have Solus in his own team by himself. We can just <laughs> stop him. Just focus on Solus. I feel like I'd have the upper hand because I just know to shoot everybody, and you guys still have to kind of like pay attention to who you're shooting. Except that this is GRG, and you guys team kill. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, team killing is oh, yeah, part of it, especially on Clay. Yeah, I went full 360 on that one. Yeah, there's no. Uh, <laughs> is there a way to do friendly fire in Halo? Yeah, I don't. Th- you can yeah. turn friendly fire off. Yeah, or you can turn so, it off. I mean, on like, you can. You can change so many settings. Oh, you that'd play be nice. Games you can do everything. Oh, that would be interesting. Oh God, friendly fire! Oh no, that would. Well, be so speaking bad. of talking about <laughs> custom games, um, Halo Infinite, they, they did announce that co-op campaign and Forge will not be available at launch. So three four three, yeah, Industries has confirmed they'll be missing both at launch. They um, decided to make the delay. So that they can release the game on December eighth. I think they're, they, yeah. I think there's problems with the matchmaking and all that bullshit behind the scenes. That seems to be what the the kind of consensus is of the interweb smart people or whatever speculators. Which kind of makes sense. Like, hey, look, we don't want to push it again because we're like literally pushed a year and a half from the original date, right? Wasn't this like gonna be like March yeah. nineteen or December nineteen or something? It's so, supposed to be a, uh, a launch title for the series, Series X. Right, the Series X, right? Yeah. And when we got Series X, what, uh, you know, November of last year, right? Okay. November. No one besides Scalpers got the Series X. <laughs> right away. 
So it didn't uh, matter. Well, Everyone, <laughs> it would have Halo and no one would be playing even though they somehow managed to sell all the consoles off the shelves. It's fair. I mean, there was a lot of people that didn't get it right out the gate. I mean, Lala got one. I got one. There's a few people that, that did definitely get it. I didn't get one. <laughs> no, what I had did. went to my kid. Yeah. Right, right. But I mean, you still were able to get one. Yeah. But fair enough. I mean, I think if you're saying, like, let's if we did that thing and it was a, a launch title and it was exclusive to the Series X, which it is, I don't think it does, it plays on the, the Xbox uh, X, then the, uh, you know, there wouldn't be anybody able to play it. I get that. But okay, let's say it's a year later. It's still not going to be out in November of this year. It's going to be December of this year. It's over a year that they've they've delayed this thing. So when they say, hey, look, you know, we're not going to do, you know, co-op. Look, we found some bugs and we said, you know what? We're just going to not release that so that we can get the game out there so that people will actually buy this shit or do the Game Pass or buy their Xbox Series X before Christmas. You mean- and that's going to be the big push. The still non-existent Series X. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's still hard to get them, right? So here's a question I have for you guys. Um, I mean, how bad is this? Like, Do you actually care about co-op campaign? I, to me, like, Forge, missing Forge is a big deal because I, Forge adds so much to multiplayer, to custom games and stuff, because mm-hmm. you can do anything with Forge. Like, some of these guys with forge can create the most amazing maps personally i can create a nice box but these guys create like awesome stuff like you they can recreate past maps they can recreate other games maps they can do anything there's one map that's a giant toilet bowl and you have a game centered around that it's crazy this stuff they build i don't know how they do it but did you remember in in um somebody in reach in in halo reach rebuilt the star trek uh the starship enterprise Mm-hmm. The, the the Enterprise D, yeah, the one from the next generation. That's ridiculous. So yes, Forge can do a ton of shit. Um, that said, I don't care about Forge at launch. It has to be in long term because that is a huge, huge life for the PvP side, which is not really me, but it's good for the game, right? Good for the health of the game. Yeah. It's good for, you know, just, you know, everybody wins with that. But for co-op, yeah, I would rather run shit with people. That's just how I, I mean. That's the reason why Destiny. It's not. I. I mean, I. There's shit for me to do in Destiny that I solo at. But I think if if I had to play, if if they said, hey, look, co-op just is out of Destiny for the foreseeable future. I don't think I would be playing. Probably within two months, I'd be done. Dolus, um, you know, how do you feel about this? Do you are you going to miss a uh, co-op campaign? Is that some a feature you look forward to? No, not for Halo. Halo is one of those that I actually play it for the PvP, so I c- couldn't care less. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like, I'll do the campaign once solo, just so I can see it. And I don't understand Halo storylines because I'm a Neanderthal. Stupid. But yeah, you know, I did. Not I, that complicated. Halo is pretty simple. We made these rings. This guy, this guy <laughs> that has one of the games the most convoluted stories ever of course he's gonna think it's simple (laughs) maybe it's simple in comparison point taken yeah guys it's simple because they actually tell you the story while you're playing it you don't have to read anything oh it's all in game now destiny stuff it's all in there it's all in there it's just right in there they tell you you don't have to go look somewhere with halo like i'll download it day one and i probably won't touch campaign until Sometime like 
months, year later, when I'm bored and have nothing to do, I'll, I'll work through it. But yeah, the Halo to me is strictly PvP. I'm going to go right to multiplayer and and see what the stuff is. Mm-hmm. What if there's a bunch of new weapons that you won't know how to use them unless you've played some co-op? I will learn how to play them in multiplayer. I'll be quite fine. I am MLG, so please. like Right. You point the gun and you shoot. And that's it. Point chill. All right. So there also a battle pass will be different than standard game battle passes. And for Halo, they will be do it will be challenge based versus XP based. So there's no per match XP and it doesn't progress that way. The way you progress through the battle pass will be done through completing challenges, which I'm a little worried about. I guess I need to see how it's done. In my head, it seems like it's going to be a pain in the ass. Coming from Call of Duty, when they have challenges to unlock camos and stuff like that, or different skins, you got to play certain ways. And sometimes it's not a way I want to play. Like there's times I need to get like 10 kills with enemies that I stun with my flash grenade. Well, I don't use flash grenades in multiplayer. So now I got to equip one, then I got to use one. And I, I just don't like those type of challenges because it's just forcing me to play a way I do not want to play. I'm hoping that Halo will do something a little bit different, make it a little bit more streamlined. Is it like limited to the one? So let's say, you know, number nine out of the like hundred that are on the battle pass, let's say, is Mm -hmm. that flashbang grenade, like you said. But in the next one, it's, you know, kills with a a submachine gun, right? Or, you know, the needler, let's say, because it's Halo. Um, But you've already done the needler ones if you do nine is 10 going to be auto completed because you already finished using the needler or is it really gonna like limit you on being able to progress like you can't do 10 nothing will move forward unless you use all those flashman grenades i would hate that shit because there's plenty like we do some stuff like that in destiny and i'm like no fuck that yeah i i don't know Uh, i didn't get the chance to play the beta i didn't have access to it uh or the alpha I think they had it implemented there a little bit. So I don't know, because that, that's a concerning thing, because you could be, you know, like, is it something that's just like all the challenges are open? And as you do stuff, you get your needler kills or you get your sniper kills. It just ticks off like you get 10 needler kills, it just ticks off one at a time. And then it just rewards you that advancement at that moment. Like, is it, or is right. it actually tier locked? Like, Okay, Ugh. step seven would be get 10 needler kills. Step eight would get five grenade kills. It's like, no, please. like That's the stuff that worries me, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to It has to feel good, grind. right? Yeah. It has to be mm-hmm. like, I get the doing the thing, and you want to like have, like, hey, look, if it's just stuff that you're going to do anyway, then it's not meaningful. But if it's something where it kind of is something like, okay, well, I'll, I'll use the, you know, the, the, the pop gun to finish people off or, or whatever. Okay, fine. But if it's something you just don't do and you're locked, you legit have to get sniper kills and that's just not something you use and like, oh, fuck. So that just isn't going to feel good. I, I, I think they got to find a way to, to make, sure, make sure it, you know, is a fun feeling, you know? So, so you'd be uh, grinding out the battle passes or you, just, you don't give a fuck? Uh, mm, well, I don't know. Maybe. I haven't. It'll be one of those. I'll play it a lot right away and then i might just like ease back it's one yeah i if it's anything like destiny i'm gonna lose my fucking shit (laughs) i hate destiny's grind 
It is grindy. I mean, the only thing is, the redeeming thing is, it's it's just going to be strictly cosmetic stuff. So if you just like playing multiplayer and want to hop in, it won't affect you whether or not you do any battle passes or if you do them all. Like it's going to, you're going to yeah. have the same experience. Well, it's just my Spartan's going to look prettier than your default. No, I think I'll probably do it just because of the fact <laughs> that I can get those. And that, what is it? It Halo's the one that you can do any battle pass, right? Yes, so you can buy yes. okay. a battle pass never expires. So if you That's buy the is. first battle pass, it never expires. And you can buy, if you miss one, say like, oh, I don't play Halo for a year and I, I skip two battle passes, you can rebuy those. You can buy those at any time and you can and you can you can only activate one. So you can have one battle pass running. Active at a time, yeah. Yeah. So, now, yeah, I think pretty good. I'll do that. I think I'll do that. Destiny's just shit because it's it's either you do it or you miss out. And I hate that. Fear of missing out. I'm not a big, um, like the uh, flashy, the, the skin stuff. I don't really particularly care too much. I'll, I'll get one that I like and settle with it. Like, so it's basically like with, with Call of Duty Warzone, I bought the one ghost skin and that's all I use. I'm fine with that. I don't give a shit about any of the other skins. Uh, Halo, Halo 5, I unlocks certain armor i like how it looks i don't need any there's no reason for me ever to change it i don't care it's just, i don't care i look good all the time i think that's why i should not get the battle passes because <laughs> like it's a constant complaint i'm like oh i put this thing on but the shader doesn't match and i gotta make all my stuff match and look good and i'm all about barbie dress up on my guardian so Oh, I hear you. I mean, I'm I'm not going to deny, you know, like I I don't mind the Barbie dress up aspect. I do enjoy that like with Destiny, uh the other games, Elder Scrolls Online. I spent a full night just tracking down a specific look, like buying different armor, different um um I want to say blueprints for the skins, but it's not. It's a motifs. It's it's basically a blueprint. You can learn the skill to uh unlock a skin and put together my magical sorcerer's armor to make him look the way he looks. And I, I like the way he looks. And or whatever. I yeah. spent a ton of gold, in-game gold, to buy this stuff to, to do it because, hey, I look good. Ladies yep. like me. If you, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. Right? <laughs> yes. So I guess you don't look good? Uh all right. Anyway, let's move along. Uh, so Halo's coming out. Excited for that. Um, I can't wait to get uh, Valiant in there and teabag him on a GRG custom night. It, it wouldn't be the first time that that uh, I had someone kneeling over me for some reason. The GRG Halo nights are definitely something you don't want to miss. Even if you hop in for a few games, uh, it's it's fun. Totally non-serious. That is the GRG way. Like yeah, we talk some shit and we're really, really just trying to have fun. That's exactly it. All right. Well, speaking of fun, let's uh toss it out the window and talk about something that's not fun. And that's uh Overwatch deciding or yeah, you know, determining they need to rename the McCree character. So in Overwatch is a bunch of characters, the champions or whatever they call it in the game. One of them is McCree. He looks like the Clint Eastwood cowboy guy. He's got the six-shooter, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, what happened? Uh, Blizzard and some of their devs got in some little 
problems with some sexual harassment and Blizzard kind of ignored all the issues in-house. Uh, it finally blew up. Needless to say, the character McCree, the cowboy guy, is actually named after one of the developers that was part of this group, um, the, the Cosby Suite group, they call it, where they, they would go to these conventions and, and bring in all this booze and all this nonsense, and they'd have a picture of Bill Cosby, a portrait of him on, on the wall, and they, would, you know, they wanted to bring girls up there, get them drunk, and bang them and stuff. It's just crazy stuff they were doing. I couldn't believe it. I'm reading this stuff. I couldn't believe it. So anyway, the character is named after this developer, and he has obviously been fired, let go from Blizzard for the issues that he's caused. And he's one of the people listed for the discrimination, gender discrimination lawsuit. And now they have to go through the trouble of actually renaming his, that character. Um, they're currently working in a way to, I guess, come up with a new story for it, a new name, introduce it. He's going to get his memory school. back. And he's like, oh, my God, I was programmed. And I was they programmed this name into me. But really, my name is Bob. And Bob. I'm now be known as Bob. Bob Evans. <laughs> but I can't wait for the made-for-TV movie on that shit. I cannot oh wait goodness. for the made-for-TV movie on Blizzard Activision. Because you couldn't – like, we were talking Wolf of Wall Street. This is better than that. This plot yeah. is far better than that. I mean, the the – Lifetime movie original will be better than The Wolf of Wall Street because that was completely fiction. This is like the real thing that happened. And we're like, no, they couldn't do like, you know, we live in, in the 20, you know, 2020s now. There's no way that somebody would have some like sex room at a convention. It's just not a thing. Oh, no, no, it happened. It's not like 1986. Like, I get it. 1986. But. 40 years later, yep, that shit happens. And like, I, I didn't know what to think of it. I didn't know how severe it was. I thought it was just the one guy. And then I was, I was reading up about this, this issue. Cause when we added it, I was doing some research on it. And I came across, they had a, at Blizzard, they had their own little secret uh, work chat group. And they were going through all this stuff. And like, it was, you got to see some of the actual in, you know, the chat room text. And it was, it was amazing. Like I like I can't believe that these people thought that this was okay. Well, even if they didn't think it was okay, how long did they think they could get away with that in a company forum? Like I get it if you like privately, you know, go to the bar after work and say Judy from accounting is hot, but you do it on work computers and you're going to get creamed. Like, yeah, what they, world they, do you they, live they, in? And the stuff they were doing, it was thousand times worse than that like it was they there was a line they drove way across it it was it's amazing i i don't know i i at first i thought this was a, the silliest thing and then I, I i started reading into it i'm just amazed amazed at the stuff they were doing you know there there's times when this me too stuff or cancel culture it goes too far but this shit like this is the stuff that causes that right yes. it's when guys do stupid shit like this that causes all of that overreaction on the other side. Like, yeah. dude, th dude, this is not an overreaction. <laughs> um, no, it's not. No, no. It's I, at first I'm like, this is the silliest thing. Like, come on now we're going to do it. And then I started looking at like, holy shit. So 
I know they've done a few character name changes and changed some stuff in World of Warcraft because some of that was in there as well. So uh, oh, it's damn. something they're working on. But what a mess they have, Blizzard. They, it's a mess. They're going to have to, they've got to rebrand, reimage, say, yeah. we got this shit. We got it fixed. And these are the 50 people that are just gone. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be, it's going to be rough. Yep. Uh, interesting. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's kind of get towards the end here. We got TV and movies, um, a new animated show on what channel is this? Um, I think it was Disney it? plus Disney plus, uh, the Marvel's what if. Yep. And have you watched, I, mean, I know you watched this. Of course I do. Every episode. What do you think of it so far? I mean, I've, I've, I have not watched any of it. Um, I'm kind of superheroed out. I do want to see the last one with um, Doctor Strange. My kid told me it's really good. This, the Doctor Strange one is good. I mean, I think the ones that that hit hit really well. The other ones are like, okay, you know, they're in a way they're. I wouldn't say they're forgettable. They're cool, but they're they're just fine. You know what I mean? They're they're yeah. kind of like. Um, in in many ways, I'd what I'd say about the new Black Widow movie that came out, it was fine, you know. But the first one with Agent Carter, I think that one fucking it hit. That one hit like fired on all cylinders and it worked. Um, the big thing is, in many ways, it uh, reminds you of the whole multiverse shit going on, right? Like the and what I mean by that is the. Uh, the things that we know from our timeline or the things that, that we know to be true, it reminds you, like, wait a minute, in our universe, that didn't happen. In our universe, oh, th- like the Captain America one, it was reminding us of all the different events that basically didn't happen or the ones that happened anyway. It kind of hit all those different points, little Easter eggs along the way with um, with Bucky and... um Steve Rogers still being like the awesome guy he is, but he doesn't become Captain America. Um, instead, it's Captain UK or whatever she goes by, or Captain Carter, I think it is. You know, instead of being Captain America, it's Captain Carter. She, you know, has a flag, you know, a, a shield with uh, the UK flag on it. It's it's pretty cool. Like um, some of them really really hit. Other ones are like you know they're fine. From what I heard, it's glorified fan fiction, so I'm like kind of nervous about it. Now, I used to read the comic, the What If comics back when I was a kid. I used to love them because it was just, you know. It was another way to look at the universe, yeah. right? Like, yes. And, and mm-hmm. in some ways, you know, we we have these things happen. I mean, and if you're a comic book liker, you know, someone that, that watches comic books, they retcon shit all the time. You know, like mm-hmm. they, you know, the new 52 for DC and it like takes a bunch of multiverse stuff out and puts people together and remove certain characters and, and all that shit. Well, in a way, this what if thing, sometimes we end up, you know, the fans really like a thing and then it becomes more real. Like they, they do a thing and like, wait a minute, that, that was a what if, but now they did it for real and that kind of stuff. I think the what if is going to be, you know, what we see is going to happen with this whole Marvel universe bullshit is there's going to be some multiverse crap happening after what happened with Loki, which I think you watched all of Loki, right? Yes, I did. So which I enjoyed I Loki this, immensely. I think this tees up in, in many ways they're, they're getting us thinking about like, okay, well we know what happened and these things didn't happen, but they could have happened. 
when we get to this multiverse crazy with Doctor Strange and with Spider-Man, which, you know, both of those are going to be, you know, touch on what happened from Loki, that Loki really changed the Marvel universe. I think they're going to see that this is a thing that that there's it gets us thinking about what if this happened or what if that happened? Well, in some universe that did happen. And by the way, Spider-Man is seeing some of that or Doctor Strange is seeing some of that in Doctor Strange, too. So it'll be interesting to see. I think it just gets us thinking. The whole point of us of this thing existing is to get us thinking about that when these other things happen. And I think we're going to be more accepting of it as opposed to like, oh, that didn't happen. No, no. Why can that? That can't be that way because it didn't happen in the movie that way. So it's more of, uh, you know, just getting us getting us ready for the crazy that's about to happen. And what they can, I think we're to Marvel, what, phase five? Is that where we are? Phase five? Phase I four? Don't, you're talking to the wrong person about that. Like, I've given up on them for a long time. I know that we're phase three when, when um, you know, uh, Iron Man died, but I don't know what happens after that. I don't know if that's four or five we're in now because we're, we're in it. I think they're uh, at a point now where with the amount of movies they made and everybody they had in it, I got to imagine that that's on the decline these superhero movies. Uh, you're I think not they, gonna... I think you gotta remember they, I, I agree, but the big bombastic, you know, um, transformers, explosion, y type, big thing stuff is can go away. But I think we'll be more accepting of a show where it's all a bunch of dialogue, but you know, there's somebody with superpowers as one of the characters, right? So now we can get into more refined plot as opposed to needing something with a bunch of explosions. You know, because it, a straight-up action movie, we're like, oh, hey, we need that. No, no, I don't need the action movie. I want something that fucking works. I want some good sci-fi, good writing, good, like, you know, Doctor Strange, I liked. I liked, it was all about, wasn't sci-fi stuff. It was really about, like, the, um, kind of the thinking why he did what he did and why, you know, this. I That's the kind of stuff that I think is where we're headed. Um, and I think they did a lot of that in the comic books in the 80s and 90s, um, the Marvel comic books, that is. And I think we could be embracing that. We'll see where it goes. But I'm, you know, I'm a fanboy. I, I really, I, I hope for the best. And like you, I know it could go bad, but I really want it to be good. I think they're going to have more success with the TV world than they will with the film, with movies. Well, first of all, movies are in big trouble. I, we talked but, about uh, this offline, that that's yeah. another thing, right? That's another whole thing. Yeah. And then you have the issue of, so we had the whole Infinity Gauntlet story that spanned like, what, 80,000 movies and 9,000 hours of viewing time. Right. They're not going to be able to replicate anything like that. And I, I think they're tr- they're thinking of with maybe Kang the Conqueror or whatever, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I think that's like, Do we need it? Thinking. Do we need another big thing? Can't they just churn out a bunch of, you know, 10 million gross each movies instead of like a, you know, another $2 billion gross movie or whatever it is? I don't know. I don't know. I I like, like I said, I enjoy what they're doing with the TV aspect. They kind of like Falcon and Winter Soldier, that one. I I love Loki. Loki was, yeah, that was great. But I think Tom Hiddleston, I could watch him play Loki all day. Like, it's like Chris Hemsworth watched him playing Thor. I mean, I think he's amazing Thor, and I enjoy watching him. I, he's entertaining. Right. You're saying it might be whatever they put him in, he could be reading from an encyclopedia, and you'd, you'd yeah. watch it. Yeah. I okay. was I was all hopeful that he, 
there was a time when Daniel Craig was going to stop being 007 and he was actively trying to be 007. I'm like, he'd be awesome as 007. Anyway, moving along. Uh, up next, I have a show that I started watching. It was America Horror Story. They're on their 10th season now. Holy fucking and, 10, huh? Yeah. I, I loved um, the first three seasons of that show. Yeah. Yeah, some of them are good and some of them are a little weird. Um, the first three seasons were great. Um, last season was great, but that's because it was in the 80s and they had girls in uh, aerobics uniforms and stuff like that. So I, They the lost me on what? Asylum or Circus or something? I think it was four and five or two in a row that were like, nope, nope. Yeah. Not doing it. I didn't, I think it was Asylum and what was the other one? Like Circus or something? Do you know what it was? Yeah, there was a Circus one. Yeah, there was a Circus one, the Freaks, the, um, I forget what it's called, Beerswood. No, he's he's a big AHS fan. So this one, uh, we're in season 10 and it's set kind of, I guess, a modern day. And it's basically like an ode to, the Shining, and then it's got some vampire stuff thrown in as well, because why the fuck not? Hey. <laughs> it's it's actually so far, so they had three episodes, and I've enjoyed all three. I'm really hoping it can keep that pace, because a lot of times, like American Horror Story will start off strong and kind of get so convoluted by the end, it's like a train wreck. But at mm. the moment, three episodes in, very good, very entertaining. If you like America Horror Story, if you liked them before, like if you you said you liked the first three seasons, yep. you may want to check this one out. It's pretty good. If you're looking for a show to watch, uh, I am kind of between. Um, I burn through all the shows that I have except for Walking Dead, so it's on my list to get caught up on that. But I'm kind of parking it for now. Yeah, intentionally, I'm just waiting for it to wrap up and then I'll watch it. And the good thing with the American Horror Story is. It's just an anthology show, so each season is completely different story, um, different time. You can skip a season place. if it's not your thing, so that's what I was yeah. looking at. I was trying to find what seasons I want to pick back up on, because I think it's four and five are no's for me, hard no's. Yeah. But I think I heard seven or eight was supposed to be good, and the 80s one, like you said, that's nine is good. So it might be seven, eight, nine might be good. And I'll have yeah. to, you know, watch those. the 80s one started of- good. It, like I said, it, it kind of got a little goofy towards the end, but it was basically they were 80s camp, you know, with Jason, you know, the horror stuff. Right, like, right. So yeah. it's like slasher. So it's right up my alley. I grew up a kid watching like Friday the 13th and Halloween movies. So, um, but yeah, so anyway, yeah, it's, it's good. I enjoy it so far. Three episodes in, very good. And that's pretty much what I had. Do you guys have any extra movies or TV shows you want to throw in or? Gosh, you could probably remind me. Oh, I, there's a um, a Witcher animated one, um, if oh, you like okay. The Witcher. Um, mm-hmm. And it has, um, the main character is Vesemir. And Vesemir is the Witcher that trained Geralt, right? Yeah. You know it is? Yeah. So it's his story. Basically, it's his story when he was, you know, finger quotes young because they live forever because they're altered or whatever. Um. But it's animated, so if you're, you know, if that's not, if that's a problem for you, then that's a problem. But I like that one. I just watched it. It was a, it's a standalone, you know, like a movie, ninety minutes, whatever. And I think it actually, you know, this story isn't like a in-game lore. It's actually one of the Witcher stories. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's there's a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of the games or whatever they they just follow that. Not that I played any of the games, um, <laughs> <That doesn't, laughs> because it's not Destiny. Destiny. Um, yeah. <laughs> right? 
but uh but it worked i think it was good you know and, and it's like got that um if you watched any of the castlevania ones it has the i think it's the same animation okay. and it's definitely a tvma like you know brains and guts and you know like pretty gory death kind of stuff so it's definitely not something you want to have on with the eight-year-old in the room but it's, I'll have it's to check it out because I, I enjoyed the uh witcher season one and we were just me and my son were just talking about it. he was home uh for the weekend to come home do laundry and mooch food and beer off me and uh we were talking about the witcher and and i think that's the second season starts sometime in december so yep it does. Uh, I think soon. it's a, Can't wait. Around, the, around the time that, um, you know, uh, Halo launches is uh, when oh, okay. that drops, of course. So it's like, I'm like, um, well, I got, you know, I got Destiny stuff. I got a bunch of game shit dropping in December, so it might have to wait because that's how that goes. You know, like games. I'm going to wait. I'm going to watch second. it. I'm going to binge the shit out of that stuff. Come on. Ah. <laughs> I've watched a bunch of things, too, but I'm trying to think of anything that's like... Um, I watched something that's way off our thing. There's a uh, on. It was on the Paramount Network, and I don't even know where you can watch it now. But it was Yellowstone. Okay. Heard okay. I know Gunny. Gunny loves the show. Oh my god! It fucking it's good. It's um Kevin Costner. Yes. And he's a badass old fucking cowboy, and the um. The guy from the Hunger Games that was like the game designer guy had the like that weird hairstyle there. I forget what his name was. I have no idea. Anyway, um, he had like the hair that like was gelled and went in the middle of his head. Well, that's his his son who's a lawyer, and the show kind of opens with um the son you know fighting in court for his land. Anyway, we've been I think we're through two seasons of it. We're in I think it's live in the third season now, whatever station it's on because I think. It was originally on the Paramount network and it ran out, like meaning the Paramount had it and then they must have sent it off to be like in, you know, on, you know, uh, syndication or whatever. And now you can't watch it there. Okay. But it's, it's good. I think it's, um, it's definitely not a, you know, sci-fi nerd shit that I normally do, but my wife found it and said, Oh, Hey, I heard good stuff about it. And it's, it's pretty fucking good. And you know, the big thing of it, it similar to like, all um, Star Trek Discovery and everything else on um, Paramount, it's like an adrenaline rush. Like, there's there's never a moment to take a breath. It's like huh. the pacing is like pure fucking adrenaline. All Isn't, the time. Isn't um, Starbuck in there? Uh, 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 is she in that? She's in um, Longmire. She's definitely oh, okay. in that's, Longmire. I got, I, okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, I, I thought it was one of those shows. Yeah, she's she's the I one don't. that's in, in Mandalorian now. I mean, yeah, right. Yeah. You, the cowboy movies or the cowboy shows are not you, right? But uh, I would I'd probably check this out because I'm I'm looking for something, and you know, hey, you always should expand. Yeah, I think if you search it, you'll find whatever network it's on. You probably have some yeah. type of you know way to to yeah. download it without actually having the streaming channel. But okay, it might be on like the like NBC, whatever the NBC streaming one is. I think that might yeah. be the one that we have now. Because I think it was one that, because we had the Olympics on that streaming channel, my wife found it after it was out of Paramount. The Peacock streaming service. So yeah. That's what it is. It's on Peacock because, right, right. It wasn't the one, the same one where Discovery is, which used to be called, um, God, what was the name of that station before they renamed it to, to, to Paramount? But anyway, it was on that one, and then it moved over to your right, the, the Peacock one. 
man, I have, to, I have trouble keeping track of these fucking streaming services. No, I don't many. even know. My mom wants to get HGTV's thing because she wants to watch the Property Brothers. And I was trying to explain streaming to her and like she just couldn't grasp it. I'm like, mom, it's just the way they present the stuff to you. So is it an app on the TV? Yes, mom. You just click on it and you can watch it. But I don't get it. No, that's it. That's all it is, mom. You, cl- you click on the app and you go to the, the, the station and you can watch what you want to watch. And she just I'm, uh, can, she's I, too I'm old for you. it. <laughs> I'm getting to be too old for this shit. I need uh, to be like, all right, I want, it's not even a money thing anymore. It's because all these different streaming services have different things in there and I can't, can't, can't keep track of it. So then I got to look it up to see what the thing is on. You know what? If I can only just have four and then we'll rotate them out. That's basically what you have to do. Oh, my God. I'm also watching Titans. Titans just dropped here a couple weeks yeah. ago. Oh, man. The first three episodes were like crack. That shit was good. And, you know, I got it. That's concerns. a show I got to get into because everybody keeps recommending it. And it's one I got to check out. And I just haven't done it yet. I have concerns about where they're going with it. I mean, um, they're, they've introduced a new bad guy, Red Hood. Yeah. And um, it's. You know the red Ho- the whole Red Hood saga was a a thing in the Batman comic books, or actually, well, not Batman. It was the Titans, but it's related to to Batman. If done well, it can kill, and if it's not done well, it can be just dumb. So I'm I'm, you know, I'm concerned yeah. because of who some of the actors are and how this could go. But man, so far so good, man. So far so good. You know, so in the genre, to your point the serialized stuff seems to be working like doing a very good job of holding its space where the movies might not be in comparison right like we've looked at loki yeah. the titans are good uh doom patrol's good all those shows are are coming back soon or you know back now like titans is i i think we've we've got some some space there i think it'll be good so and then finally um real quick i i uh decided i needed to start reading again uh now that i got a quiet house and everything's kind of quiet here i haven't been reading a lot of books lately and i got uh stephen king's cell and it's basically apocalyptic world where they got the zombies coming and people they pick up their phones they turn to these crazy zombies i so i'm working through that so it's kind of I chose it because I, I happened to be on Reddit. Someone was like, recommend me zombie books. And this one came up. I'm like, you know what? I want to start reading again. Stephen King, you know, he's entertaining. I enjoy his books. And it'd be something easy to get into. I don't want to hop into like a uh, like a Game of Thrones style series and get bogged down in some crazy story. I just kind of want to read a quick, easy reading book. And I'm halfway through it. It's pretty good. I enjoy it. So I, I, don't know, I guess it's an older book. I don't know anything about it it just like i said i happened to be on reddit i saw the post and i'm like you know what i'm gonna go check it out i did and it's good i got my kindle going it's good to be uh reading again because it's been a while all right good well, stuff I man think, good good for yeah. you getting to getting to read you know that's like in, in theory it's good for the brain to read and stuff so yep. like i have a shelf full of books that they're like oh i want to read that i want to read that want to read that when i have time so maybe when my kids are in college they're nine and 13 I'll be able to yeah, read you got a bit. <laughs> you got a bit. So, all right. That is going to do it for this episode of the Reapercast. I want to thank everyone for being on the show. Thank you, Valiant, for coming in and then explaining to us about destiny and all that stuff. Hive Guardians. And Solus, thank you for coming on. Uh, you're quiet this episode the way we like it. 
I <laughs> go figure. I was pretty quiet, and I'm not uh, surprised. It was a lot of Destiny talk, and then of course the shows. I mean, I watch Titans. I love Titans, and so far I'm loving it. But yeah, it's all right. <laughs> As always, I'd like to remind everyone to stop by our forums at forums.creamreapergamers.com to see everything we're up to, as well as to follow us on Twitter at grgamers.com, spelled to D-O-T. And with that, we are out of here. Stay safe and get your game on. See ya.